Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast where we bring to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the owner and founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Luca. He is the founder and CEO of Scaffolder. Thank you so much for being on here today. It's a pleasure having you and uh, I really look forward to speaking with you. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Scaffolder, uh, give us a little bit of background and info on you know, who you are, what, what you've done in the past and things like that. Yeah, of course. It's a pleasure for me being here. And uh, actually, uh, I started my career as a software developer. So uh, I was a developer. I, I still code sometimes uh, during the night, but <laughs> and now I, I definitely switched uh, to the business side. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so uh, from my previous experience in a big company working in IT space, I, I feel the problem to... Uh, to automate some work in this uh, process mm-hmm. in the software development area. And uh, uh, so f- it's for this, it's from this experience, from problem that I felt uh, on, my, on my own skin uh, that uh, started the idea of uh, Scaffolder. Uh-huh. So, so basically we used, uh, I used uh, to repeat over and over the same code and uh, copying and passing pieces of code. I don't want to keep it... Uh, to, to technical, of course. Uh-huh. But basically, it's something that is very repetitive. It's time-consuming, it's error-prone. Uh, so uh, I, we, we created this uh, algorithm that is able to automate uh, some processes. Very so cool. Yeah, a lot of uh, work is uh, also boring for developers. Uh-huh. It's repetitive. So we, we are able to save that uh, 30-40% of uh, work and time that uh, are sometimes a lot of money for the companies. Very interesting. So as far as the, the, the obviously, you know, the perfect customer, right? Yep. If that, I, I try to look at a couple of different ways that I, that I can ask this question, but essentially, mm-hmm. would the perfect customer then be maybe an agency or is it a freelancer that wants to spend less time on these? Because the way I see it, right? If you're a freelancer, you almost want to be able to spend more time on something if you're getting paid hourly. It depends by 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 your way to work, but of course, if you if you're able to provide the, the same quality service with less time, is a point of value, both for your customer than for you. Mm-hmm. They sell yourself better. But of course, our mainly uh, target customer are software development companies. Mm-hmm. So companies that used to produce more than 10 projects uh, per year <clears throat> and um, they, they really need automation because right. uh, uh, they, they repeat the tasks over and over and especially in a big structure, uh, it, you need to standardize some processes right. and uh, it, it brings uh, uh, a lot more of value. Of course, for users that uh, uh, want to code for themselves, uh, usually are single developers that likes to code by the night, uh, they don't want to save time, they, <laughs> they enjoy doing this. Right. Uh, we, we offer a forever free version, uh, so uh, these are users, but uh, not, uh, not our main customers. Mm-hmm. So as far as sales go, right, and this is obviously like one of the most difficult areas for every single company is getting the actual customers. Uh, what was the process like from, you know, obviously starting out and, and getting your product into the market and then actually going out there and getting those first 10 customers? 
Yeah, actually, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy also because selling to developers is, is really hard. <laughs> as, a, as a developer, it's difficult that I buy something for myself. Mm-hmm. It's different as a company. Uh, so uh, as a CEO of a company, we also uh, buy a lot of tools uh, to, to improve the efficiency of uh, our work. So basically, especially in the starting uh, phase, uh, was very useful having uh, direct contact. So direct contact that uh, uh, give you uh, that trust that uh, is easy to get when you have a lot of uh, customers as a referral. Mm-hmm. Or uh, if someone trusts you, uh, if uh, you give uh, um, uh, a, reli- a reliability, a reliable, uh, reliable image, sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, um, our first customer was a big company in Italy that uh, I, I knew personally. And after them, we also uh, had a project with Accenture. And uh, Accenture is actually... Uh, a big referral, so it gives. Yeah. Uh, so now is uh, is easier to to go ahead and uh, giving a a strong image of us. Yeah. How? What was the process to get Accenture as as one of your clients? Yeah, we wasn't fast. Wasn't fast, definitely. Uh, so we have a uh, first uh, few calls. So we get in touch. We show some demos. And uh, uh, we talked about using scaffolder in one of their uh, projects, mm-hmm. and uh, wasn't that one that uh, they they used scaffolder for. Uh, after uh, sometimes they called me back and they said, uh, "Hey, there is a project that uh, fits for scaffolder, so this yeah. is uh, uh, the right time, uh, the right opportunity." And so we we started this. Uh, is actually a big project. It's a 10 million project that wow. uh, yeah, <laughs> Accenture awesome. is running uh, in collaboration with Ernest Young and uh, using Scaffolder. So very That's really cool. That's really awesome. And uh, as far as how many, how, how many people are currently using ca- Scaffolder and how are people finding out about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we have more than uh, 5,000 uh, users on our platform and uh, we are growing fast with a very fast growth rate. That's awesome. And, uh, there are uh, some uh, big enterprise uh, on board that are the main revenue stream, as I said. Mm-hmm. And uh, the main channel to acquire uh, not only customers, but also users, uh, is basically content marketing and uh, outbound uh, marketing. Mm-hmm. So we reach them uh, directly by by mail or by referral, contact, uh, participating to e- events. Right. Uh, I'm actually attending to all the events uh, when I started in Rome and now here in Austin. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. This uh, helps to build a network uh, and it's also a right. wonderful personal experience, I should say. Definitely. And I think that's one of the best things about business, right, is that you get to go you get to go to all these networking events, you get to meet people and everything. But I think the, like one of the best things that comes with it is it's not some like obviously right, like landing clients and, and making money and all that stuff is nice. But I think the, the, the fact that you're actually, you know, when you're going out to these events and, and doing all these different things, you're actually meeting people that are very similar to you in a sense, but you, you go beyond that and actually start making relationships and you have, you start to make friends with, you know, 
people in Rome or people in Austin, Texas and all sorts of things. And that's when it becomes a really a beautiful experience to, to, to be able to provide value, but actually build a relationship around it. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, uh, it is some things that, uh, uh, give you something, uh, uh, something, uh, back. So is, uh, uh, is not only attending to event, but uh, also meeting these new people, you, you open your mind in some exactly. way. Because uh, yeah. you get to know a lot of different experience uh, and uh, uh, yeah, it, uh, it helps out. Definitely. Now, when we're talking about, you know, sales and outreach and all these things, does that mean that you have an in-house sales team? Are you having somebody outsource that kind of job? Um, my assumption is that you're not, maybe you're not as involved as you used to be, obviously in the earlier days, right? When you were first getting started and like, I mean, now you have up, of over 5,000 people using the product. So it's, you can say that growth is definitely there. Yeah, uh, actually I am an engineer, uh, so I'm not a salesman, <laughs> definitely. Uh, there are different mindsets, different approach. Uh, so actually I, I started being the very first uh, sales in right. uh, my own company. Uh -huh. And I, I still do some sales, but uh, right now uh, I have a um, director of sales, Andrew, that uh, is, uh, uh, is very helpful and uh, you have that uh, the skills that compensate my one yeah uh, so definitely uh, we have a wonderful team not only Andrew but uh, both the team uh, in Rome and in Austin we have two different quarters uh, they work very well how big is the company employee wise yeah actually we have uh, four employees uh, in Rome uh, for the operational part so the uh, development, uh, UXD, and uh, uh, the marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, here, uh, I just uh, hired uh, some months ago uh, two wonderful people because I'm here since uh, January, so not too much, just uh, five yeah. months, uh, six cool. months. And uh, I hired uh, a former uh, IBM executive, Marta. She has a wonderful experience. She's wow. very tech. And uh, Andrew, that is helping me with sales. Very cool. That's great. What is, as a company, what is the biggest accomplishment that you guys have had so far? Yeah, actually, <clears throat> I should say uh, there are different, uh, different uh, uh, things that we accomplished. Uh, like the, definitely the contract with Accenture is a big call, but uh, also the fact that we are in touch with uh, the Docker team and uh, with Google as well, because uh, our product is uh, in some way very complementary with these technologies. Mm -hmm. So we, we rely on Docker to generate uh, our web application. Mm -hmm. Basically, we generate a web and mobile application, and all of them uh, are running into Docker. Uh, that is uh, a technology that helps us to run this kind of application. Uh -huh. And... Uh, uh, probably uh, we, we can also integrate uh, uh, more more with them in the future. Uh, so talking with the team, there are a few ideas. Uh, mm -hmm. So very early stage ideas, but maybe we can uh, uh, we can come back in some months and it will be a reality. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, also entering in the in the Google Radar was very interesting because. Uh, uh, it's something that uh, gives uh, a lot of uh, reliability and trust. 
yeah, I, I can imagine obviously that, you know, I feel like for really any company, any, any sort of, you know, foot in the doors of Google is, it has to be pretty exciting. You know, they're such a, they're such a big company and I feel like they have, um, it's not necessarily in a good way, but they have so much control over everything that just being able to like tap into that has to be some sort of accomplishment because it means that you're being noticed by this huge um, player. Right. Yeah. So that's definitely, that's definitely awesome. Now, one of the questions that I had, and this might be very interesting, uh, you know, seeing, seeing how it's very programmer heavy, right? So when you're collecting feedback from your users now, you know, mm-hmm. keeping in mind that a lot of them are doing the, the same type of work that you're doing, they're coding, they're programmers and stuff like that. And maybe they think, Oh, like I could be doing this way better. Or, you know, like mm-hmm. I can have these changes that I, how Every programmer thinks that uh, his code is better than others. <laughs> it's normal. Exactly. So when, when that happens, right. When, when you collect feedback from other, you know, very talented programmers how, how do you go about that how do you weigh the options and how do you decide oh we definitely need to to implement this feature or we have to throw that feature away that's not where we need to go with the company um, how do you make that decision yeah uh, actually uh, we are very feedback oriented so uh, just since the beginning of the company we run the focus group surveys and uh, we we tried to understand that is uh, very particular world mm-hmm. and uh, there are usually two main uh, reactions after seeing a scaffold. <laughs> there is uh, uh, one part that is uh, skeptical that say uh, okay I've seen a lot of code generator but all of them provide a black box uh, code that is hard to, manu- to edit to customize so I, I don't like this uh-huh. and uh, <clears throat> and this uh, this part of skeptical people, uh, the the most positive part that after seeing a demo of the tool, uh, they they start to think different. So uh, our our approach is really to build uh, uh, a flexible code generator that, unlike others in the market, provide uh-huh. uh, flexible code, easy to understand and to customize. Mm-hmm. And the uh, other approach is, uh, is still more positive because uh, they say, wow, this is really innovative. And uh, so uh, it is definitely uh, something that uh, works based on feedback. Uh-huh. Definitely. That's good. That's good. And, and I like to hear you know, that companies are definitely feedback oriented and they like to take that into consideration. Um, you know, I feel like we as people we tend to close up when we get, you know, some sort of feedback from someone like, Oh, you're trying to criticize me or something like that. But I feel like most of it comes from a good place. Uh, especially when it comes to business, you know, like they're, they're looking for a solution. If they have, you know, if maybe they thought about it a different way that someone in the company may have, it could be, you know, the one thing that sets you apart or the one thing that's begins to like bring you forward even more, which is good. Um, and I, I always like to, to listen to what other people have to say. Um, when it comes to struggling, right? Like obviously, and remind me again, how, how long has Scaffolder been, been around? Hey, it's actually not too much. It's a uh, one and a half year. Relatively young company still. Yeah. We started in uh, January 2018 in Rome. Mm-hmm. And January 2019, uh, we moved uh, in Austin. 
and and in in that time frame there's been five thousand users yeah <laughs> that's yeah. huge that's really awesome uh, actually with a very uh, low effort on marketing uh, so uh-huh. we we didn't spend a lot of we didn't spend a lot of money Mm-hmm. Uh, so this uh, this is definitely positive. Yeah, That's we, really... we had to retarget this approach because at the very beginning we had some problem. So if you think that on Google you can search for a code generator, yeah, that uh, could be something <laughs> like Kafolder, or a lot of people were looking for a serial uh, KGen code generator, right, right, right. SKU or some like sort of. QR codes and, and all sorts of things. Exactly. So I can imagine um, <laughs> definitely some work so, to run around that. We had to do a lot of refinement to uh, our uh, Sam uh, CEO. Very cool. Uh, what's, what's one of the things that you found most challenging, right? As, as, as you build this company in such a short period of time and you've seen such a tremendous growth within that time period, what are some of the bottlenecks that you've, you've seen firsthand and, and how have you try to overcome those things yep uh one of the bottleneck that uh, i think is common in the b2b startups mm-hmm. is that uh, b2b leads uh, sometimes uh, can take a long time yeah and uh, a startup uh, doesn't have time <laughs> it's the best asset uh, that we can use yeah so we have to move fast and go go ahead hey, so- uh, we, we refined that we solved this problem. Uh, we are still working on it. We'll never stop working on it. Uh, but uh, mainly refining our uh, sales approach, how, how, we, um, uh, how we get uh, starting with this process or of uh, getting a prospect, transforming in a lead and in a customer. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the things that you've seen have made the improvement as far as speed, right? As, as far as shortening the sales cycle for these B2B companies, what, what is it that was slowing them down? Uh, slowing down, uh, sometimes it could be also the external market that uh, you, can't, uh, you can't manage. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, if a potential customer needs to start a project in three months before uh, is busy on a different uh, activity. Uh, we can do a lot of about about this. Right. Uh, we we fixed also this uh, providing uh, training in the meanwhile and uh, starting uh, uh, starting the uh, starting to use the platform together with the customers. But definitely the things that uh, helps to shorten time uh, was knowing our customer. So once you know your customer, uh, you can address their question before that uh, you you get this question. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, uh, yeah, this, this is very important because uh, you're able also, also to demonstrate that uh, you know what, what uh, you're doing. Right. When it comes to, and you mentioned this earlier on, but I, I just thought about it. When it comes to content marketing, what are some of the things that are working better um, for scaffolder specifically? Yeah, there are uh, some uh, buzzwords if you want. Uh, not, not very buzzword, there are also something real concrete, uh, like talking about uh, DevOps and uh, automation process. 
uh, uh, talking about how, how to build uh, APIs or content uh, vertical on some uh, technologies. Mm -hmm. So basically, <clears throat> uh, a little bit of uh, tech uh, intro. <laughs> we, we provide uh, application in many programming languages. Right. Uh, so you can choose your preferred uh, one. And uh, providing also some languages that are very uncommon, very of niche, it means that uh, you are uh, maybe sometimes also the only player in that uh, space. Right. Right. So it has to, to get attention. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, a little bit more on, on a personal kind of point of view here, right? What are some of the things that you think you're not so good at when it comes to building a business? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, I, I think definitely that I'm not a salesman. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I'm very direct. I'm uh, uh, I go straight to the point, uh, and uh, uh, I I had to learn some. Uh, well, it, it, that could be a good thing too, though, right? You know, when yep. when you think about it, like a lot of the people you're trying to sell, they don't want all the fluff. They don't they don't want you know to be being around the bush, wasting time around it because they already know what's gonna happen. So so being that person that is direct, like this is you know this is your problem. This is the solution that I have for you take it or leave it kind of thing. And, and it could be a very quick transaction or, or, or value exchange, right? Where you have obviously the money for it, for the, for the product that I'm providing you. And we have the solution for the problem that you can't solve. So, you know, it, it could be a pretty easy sale that way. If you're, if you're very direct as well. Yeah. I should say, uh, you, you definitely need to have uh, a good partner because, uh, uh, also, our, our target is composed by both manager and developers. Mm -hmm. Both of them uh, have to like scaffold. Right. So, uh, maybe I have uh, an approach that is better uh, uh, with uh, a category and a salesman have a different approach that is better with another category. Mm -hmm. uh, if I talk with a developer, usually they, they understand that uh, uh, we are of the same family, how to say. So. <laughs> We can uh, we can speak back and uh, uh, I I understand um, quickly uh, they their pain and uh, what they say. Uh -huh. So it helps. It helps uh, definitely. That's good, definitely. And what is something that you think and you believe that you're really good at? Um, you know, at doing for the for the position that you have. Uh, that's also a very good question. <laughs> But what is uh, in my background is definitely the the coding skills. Uh -huh. uh, so uh, I remember also when I worked in a previous company, uh, I was the really the faster programmer in the <laughs> in the office. So uh, if there is something that uh, really um, we we need to hurry up to deliver this, uh, I can uh, start to work for a night and. Uh, Next morning, the, I like got the you, get, you get down and get it done if it needs to be done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Very good. But uh, also in the business side, the, the execution is very important. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I, I think mostly then I think uh, I, I get some feedback that uh, I'm good in uh, uh, in executing, so in making things up and uh, organizing all the people uh, in the team. Like a, a unique, uh, a unique entity working together. Yeah. 
that's a that's a good trait to have as an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good, good. Uh, and Luca, where, uh, what is one piece of advice that you have that you think you know that would be valuable to people? And the way I want you to think about this is, if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing with everything that you know now, what mm-hmm. would that thing be? Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, there are two questions in this. Uh, I have two different answers. Mm-hmm. So my my main advice is to believe in yourself, mm-hmm. because uh, if you if you think uh, that uh, you will achieve something, uh, you will achieve it. And uh, also, if not, uh, you you always uh, uh, will gain something from this from this yeah. experience. So with constance, uh, you, you need to try, try, and try because trying, doing error is the, is the best way yeah. to learn. And uh, if I had to start uh, again, and probably I will start another company in the future, yeah. uh, I will start something different. Uh, right now I choose the, a market that is uh, it's hard to sell. And... Uh, and now I have two big shoulders, so I I got some experience. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, I, I will start with a different approach. Uh, definitely finding uh, customers before to build the product. So okay, I, that's that's definitely that's one thing that I've heard before many times uh, <laughs> from all the people that I have on here and people that I've just talked to. You know. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I I started this project for uh, my personal need, so it wasn't an idea to bring it commercial. Right. Uh, so it came later. So the customer was already there, right? You already yeah. had, you already <laughs> had the need. Uh, that's Actually, scaffolder is built with scaffolder. We uh, are uh, very first uh, users. Uh-huh. Very cool. That's, so awesome. <laughs> that's really awesome. Now, as far as you know, the people that you look up to in the industry or other companies that you look up to, uh, what would those be, and why? What companies? What SaaS companies in the industry do you look up to and why? Yeah, mainly there are two big categories. Uh, one uh, is the, the category of company that uh, providing, provide uh, outsourcing services. Mm-hmm. So they build a lot of projects for different customers and uh, they, <clears throat> they need automation in this. Another category are big, uh, big companies, big, <clears throat> sorry, Retail company, maybe. So it could be a, a Wolfwood, a Walmart, uh, that uh, they have an internal uh, IT development uh, team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they have a lot of standards inside also because uh, they build uh, projects for themselves. Right. So they, they want to, to respect uh, the standard and uh, we can help doing this. So right. on, one side, on one side, we have to standardize, on the other one to speed up. Uh-huh. Very cool. Now, Luca, we've pretty much come to the conclusion of the, the interview here, but last question. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I, I appreciate uh, this talk and uh, I don't know, maybe I, I can ask you, uh, how, how did you find Scaffolder? What brings you to uh, to get an interview uh, to us. I think, it was, it, I think it was the fact that it's such an, an, you know, an interesting product and the fact that 
you know, it's very niche down, even though it's still very broad, right? Because you have your, your, your users where you have all these different programmers and developers, but you can still niche down into a certain category, right? Like you could still go even narrower. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's what really interested me is it's the fact that there's, there, I feel like you're barely scratching the surface, but you could be going even deeper into one specific area. What is that? I don't know. Um, you know, it's probably something that you could find if you go into, if you go into all your users and start really analyzing who are your power users, who are the people that are getting the most out of this product, right? Who are the people that are spending the most time on it? Who are the people that are not using many features? So again, instead of, instead of looking at how do you, how do you make this a broader product? How do you keep it as agile as possible with very little features, but very narrow so that you can attract all those people that need that specific solution? Yeah, that's very interesting on my side. Mm -hmm. So uh, thank you for a great interview, Luca. It was really awesome learning a little bit more about uh, Scaffolder and, and on, a broad, on a broader view, just de developing, right? And, and the developer world a little bit more. Um, so thank you so much for being on here. It was a pleasure. And uh, for anyone that's watching or listening, please check out Scaffolder if you have the need for something like it. It's a very cool product. And uh, where, can find, where can people find you online? Yeah, we are on uh, scaffolder.com with the K, SK. Uh, so uh, you can find uh, us on uh, our website and uh, you can uh, use it uh, in the free version or uh, you can reach us uh, easily. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can show a demo that uh, is what uh, uh, impress more the, the people sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So check that out. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and, and any other social media. So thank you so much for watching. And I'll see you next time. Thank you, Luca. Thank you. It was a really a pleasure. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.